You said your sister-in-law killed a man and a woman here and cut them up? You said they found hands and feet, but they never found any heads. Hi. Hi. Started. We were just rambling and singing songs and shit and like, how should we start it? And I was like, oh, none of this is going to go in that. So let's just say hi. And then Holly said hi. So hi. Hi. Kool-Aid. Um, well, welcome back. Welcome. Welcome to episode eight, but actually nine. Yep. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Uh, cool. Well. I don't think we have any follow-up or need to says or whatever i'm just gonna give one shout out to that listener in germany yeah what's hi up? germany what's oh up, and dog? i think we have an austria and we have a few australians what's up to you guys too yeah thanks guys Holler. that's cool uh good blokes good blokes i wonder if blokes. it was because of the um the crazy bitch episode i don't know i think it's just because it's good shit hopefully um all right well Okay, you ready? Yes, I am ready. All right, so this is the tale of the dirty family secret. Of the dirty family secret. Yes. Cool. Yeah, so uh, so in September 2004, Hurricane Ivan swept across the Caribbean towards the Florida Keys. Um, Charlie, who was 47, and Terry, who was 46, their last name is Brandt, um, they lived in a 1,000-square-foot home on Pine, Big Pine Key, which is one of the, oh, of course, we forgot the air conditioner. I don't mind. Go ahead. Okay. So they lived on Big Pine Key, one of the Florida Keys. Yeah. Um, right on the water in this really nice house. Um, Charlie, of course, because of the storm was approaching, had boarded up the house um, in preparation. They said that he did it um, in meticulous manner. He made sure that every piece of wooden panel that was cut for each window was customly fit. Um, and he even included holes for the doorknobs on the French doors in the front of the house. He had a lot of time on his hands. Yeah, and the dude was serious about, like, making sure that this house was sound. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right away we know we have a guy who's very intricate. Got it. Yeah. So, Charlie, 47. Terry, 46. Cool. Um, Charlie was very precise, obviously. He kept the house in an immaculate condition and he was not interested in leaving um he was what they called a piner which is a term for a resident on big pine a piner yeah they called themselves piners got it um and he had a personal motto that was be prepared and stay home but florida's 2004 summer uh, of hurricanes was really bad um, it had already left 68 people dead in the Caribbeans. That was when Charles and Francis came through. Damn. And they yeah. got that the kind of the perfect storm yeah. situation. They just kept getting pounded. Yep. Just kept, kept yeah. on. Uh, I could have made it to that. Yeah. She yeah. Said yeah. Joke, yeah. I, we, were, we were both thinking. It. Yeah. Let's so just, it's okay. Let's run, let's run it. Just, just go. So when Ivan came through um, and set its sights on the keys, uh, residents were told to evacuate on September 9th. He said, fuck. Yeah that yeah but obviously they were basically told that they had to leave yeah so charles uh charlie and terry went to stay with terry's niece michelle uh, michelle jones she lived in maitland um it's a city north of uh orlando are you familiar with it i know where orlando is okay yeah um michelle was she's 37 she worked as an uh, in a um (laughs) as an advertiser 
executive for the Golf Channel. Got it. Pretty fucking cool. Cool. Um, She lived in a four bedroom house with a pool and screened in porch. Uh, Maitland is full of, it said it's full of sunshine and low on crime. The community is only about 12,000 people. It's a pretty small town. Um, Michelle was the couple's favorite family member. They loved her. Um, she specifically was close with Terry just out of, sorry, out of all of, um, her, her mother, um, Terry is one of five, uh, her, so she, um, Michelle was closer to Terry than any of her mom's other sisters, yeah. basically, um, or siblings. So, uh, Charlie had a special fondness for Michelle even though it wasn't his niece. It was just his niece by marriage. Um, he often talked about her to co-workers, just kind of brought her up in like conversation. Like, I like the kind of person she is, or he wants to, like, He liked everything about her. Everything. Okay, he got it. Basically, it, it was like, if he could bring her up, he did. Infatuated. That's a good word for it. Word. Um, he used to tell his co-workers and friends that she could be a model, and he, when, he, when they asked her name, he said, Victoria? Um, because he had nicknamed her Victoria's Secret or Victoria's Secret. Genius. Yes. So obviously infatuated with his wife's niece. That they're they're crashing in her place. And they have to go to her place when the when the hurricane hits. Got well, it. they don't have to. She invited them. They were close. They stayed with her when they were in town often. Oh, so okay. it just so, seemed to make sense to go yeah, there. Definitely. Yeah. So the couple arrived at Michelle's house on Saturday, September eleventh. So um two days after they were forced to evacuate Mm -hmm. um that sunday charlie caught his father herbert um he lived in ormond beach just a little bit away um and the couple wanted to come visit him since they were in the area what are you laughing at i'm not laughing oh you look like you're laughing okay sorry um (laughs) terry and charlie i thought it was because terrible terrible herbert run it okay well anyway um terry and charlie arrived at herbert's house around 2 p.m they stayed there for a while um had some conversation a couple of beers and then they headed to charlie's sister's house his sister's name is jessica so a lot of people involved I so basically you. they're going to see their whole family mm-hmm. um so herbert the father terry and charlie the couple they end up at jessica which is charlie's sister's house for dinner Okay. So they're all there having a great time, you know, hanging out, talking. Um, while there, Charlie spoke to two of his other siblings on the phone. He has, so he has three sisters total. Lots a of shitload of kids. Yeah. So he hasn't really talked to them. Like he kind of catches up with them every now and then. Um, but while he was in town, they all kind of live in the area. So he was like, all right, well, I'm going to call everyone, come see everyone. You know, we're here because of the storm. So we're just going to well make together. some visits. Yeah. yeah. Um, while on the phone with his older sibling, Angela, she asked um, to meet him the next day, uh, which was Monday, would have been Monday. Uh, she only lived an hour away. So she was like, hey, it'd be easy. I'll come meet you. And he was like, oh, I have plans. Sorry. Maybe next time I'm in, I'm in town. Um, the couple ended the evening, said goodbye to Herbert and Jessica and, and went back to Michelle's house to Charlie and Terry did. Yes. Okay. The couple. Um, so they, they went back to Michelle's house. It was supposed to be their last night, um, because the storm had finally passed. So that Sunday they were supposed to stay and then leave the next morning. Well, I mean, or, did they already have news that their house was un like fucked? Well, they didn't know what the house condition was. They, they were, just knew that the storm was out of the keys. So, so they, they were could just going to try to get back home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pardon, had to take a sip. 
Um, so shouldn't have said um there. <laughs> so the the storm had passed. Um, the Brants no longer needed to be in Orlando, so they needed to. Uh, they should have head home to. They wanted to assess the damage on the house. Yeah. So that Monday, um, when they were supposed to leave, they didn't for some reason. And Terry spoke to one of her sisters by phone. Um, she said that she was extremely frustrated because Charlie didn't want to leave. Oh, and she was he's like, like, "Oh, okay." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, the house is probably gone. We might as well just pretty much post at Michelle." He was making as many excuses as possible. Fuck yeah, he was. And she was like, "I don't understand why you don't want to go because you didn't even want to leave the house in the first place. So why don't you want to go home and assess the damage?" Yeah, this and, like, is no place for a piner. Yeah, no place for a piner. They're not in Orlando. Hell no. No, no, no. So, um. No one heard from Michelle, Terry, or Charlie that Tuesday or Wednesday. Despite the fact that both cars were still in the driveway at Michelle's house. Uh, No one had seen anyone enter the house since Monday, since they came home that Sunday night. We're supposed to leave that Monday. No one saw them. And there were two newspapers uh, still in the wrapping, uh, the plastic wrapping laying in the front lawn. Suspect. Yeah. Michelle's mother, Mary Lou... Uh, became very puzzled. She said that she didn't get a return call on Monday, Tuesday. So by Wednesday, she was frantic. She was used to talking to Michelle almost every day. Something's up. Yeah, and she was like, I'm in North Carolina. I talk to you almost every day. You're not even answering, much less calling me back. Like, that's weird. I don't know you have plans of being gone. It's 2004, so, you know, I didn't see if she called a cell phone it's well, they got cells. Yeah, They're but, but still, you know, it's a possibility that they she don't. just didn't have one at that time. I mean, she's 37, so it's a, maybe yeah. she hadn't migrated that way. I don't know. Um, so Michelle's mother, Mary Lou, called uh, her really good friend, Debbie Knight. Um, Debbie had been really good friends with Michelle and this girl, Lisa Emmons, um, since about 15, 16 years old. Lisa had actually been invited to Michelle's house uh, to hang out with Terry and Charlie for their last night that Monday. So Lisa was supposed to be out the house that Monday, that or excuse me, that Sunday night when they came home from his fa- from her uh, from his sister's house. Yeah, Lisa was supposed to come over and hang out and and like have the her last night with them. Got it. And then, you know, things happened. Um, no one heard from them. Debbie goes to the house because Michelle's mother calls her. She's on the phone with Mary as she gets out of the car and approaches the house. She sees the newspapers in the front yard, and Debbie said that she instantly got a bad feeling. She ran up to the front door, knocked on the door several times. She eventually grabbed the spare key that she had because Michelle trusted her with a key, tried to open the door, but was so frantic that she couldn't get the door open she was just increasingly panicking Damn. because i mean you walk up you see the newspapers you're used to your friend being home i mean it's her home you don't hear from her your her mother hasn't heard from her the cars are in the driveway like it's you know it's it's super weird yeah you're trying to panically you open know a door wrong. yeah so she said that she because she couldn't get the door unlocked she was so frustrated she's still on the phone with michelle's mother at this point um 
Debbie decides to walk over to the front of the garage. She said the garage was just kind of full of windows. It was a lot of glass, so you could kind of see in. She said she got to the front of the garage, looked in, saw an abandoned ladder, and Charlie with a bed sheet around his neck hanging from a rafter. Fuck. Like, fuck. So this is Wednesday. Like Wednesday, no one's heard from them since Monday. Shit. Well, I realize there's a lot of story left, but you think you think he killed himself or you think one of them killed him? I think he killed himself. Got it. There's an abandoned ladder. Okay. I mean, well, I guess they would need a ladder to hang him from the rafter. But anyway, let's do this thing. I was just. No, that's fine. Um, The police arrived at Michelle's house at 8 p.m. Wednesday night. So the friend. Um finds them debbie finds finds or finds uh charlie uh calls the police please come over to the house it's about 8 p.m they enter through the front door of the house the house is locked from the inside they said there's no signs of struggle or fight um so when they walk in they kind of just start investigating to see try to figure out what happened they said that they walk into the living room and they found two or outside of the living room they walk right up to the outside of the living room, right outside of the front door. There's two canvas travel bags, a blue Coleman cooler full of water and juice boxes just sitting there. Like they're ready to go. So it's clearly Charlie and Terry's stuff packed for their trip back to the Keys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they walk into the living room and they find a photo box. So, you know, a box full of pictures that has a like drop of blood laying on a coffee table and then a wine glass that's sitting on the end table beside the um, end of the couch that's closest to the front door of the living room. Okay. Upon further investigation over the next two days, they were able to piece together the following events. And this is also what they found upon entry of the house. So altogether, I'm telling you exactly what happened which it took them a little while to figure out, but I'm trying to explain it to you in a better picture. Got it. Okay. So Charlie on Monday, having decided to stay another night, forcing him and Terry to stay another night is a thank you uh, for letting them stay cooked some type of fish for dinner um, for Michelle and Terry. Michelle phoned her friend, Lisa, who was supposed to come over the night before Things didn't happen. So she said, hey, come over tonight, this uh, this evening uh, after dinner, so you can say goodbye to Charlie and Terry. They're actually leaving tonight. So Lisa's like, sure, I'll be over. Just, you know, see you later. I'll be over at like 8. Um, Michelle, Charlie, and Terry have dinner. They have a few drinks. Everything's good. Things are going great. After dinner, though, Michelle calls Lisa back and says, hey, I don't think you should come by. Terry and Charlie got kind of drunk. They're fighting about like leaving. So like, I don't know. I just don't think it's good for you to come over. Just, just, you know, I'll see you tomorrow. So Lisa believed that the fight, you know, had started over the fact that they had planned to leave, but Charlie apparently was still insisting on staying. Well, yeah, now he was turned, and he's like, fuck mm-hmm. this, we are staying. Yeah, and apparently the uh, the um, fight grew after Terry felt um, that Charlie had gotten drunk on purpose so that, like, prevented they him from They had to stay, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Terry felt there was no no reason to stay, but Charlie was insistent on it, and the fight turned violent. So they started um, getting to the point where they're, you know, they were physically abusing each other. Damn. Yeah. So during the argument, Charlie left the living room, walked into the kitchen, grabbed a few knives, returned to the living room where Terry was sitting. She was wearing only a yellow shirt. She was completely just completely naked except for a yellow shirt. That's what they were lounging in? Well, by this point, Michelle had gone to bed because they were fighting. So she was like, all right, well, I'm going to bed. Oh. So she went and called Lisa and just never came back out. Got it. Yeah, sorry. I meant to say that if I didn't. Um, so Terry's just laying on the couch in a yellow shirt, just hanging out. You know, they're fighting. She's sitting there. They're drinking. She's still drinking. So she's sitting on the couch. He comes back in uh, with a few knives and hands. He walks over to her and in rapid repetition attacks her several times, stabbing her in the chest. Holy fuck. Is she like, she's, so she she's walks in the room. There. He's got knives and he, he's walking towards her and she's just like, Hey, I'm just going to sit here. She didn't, he didn't really like, it's not like a room where you can kind of like leisurely walk. And he wasn't leisurely walking. What? He was like lunging across the room. It would be like five steps and he's on top of okay, her. So well, And she's drinking. Yeah, yeah, that's they, right. They're You're fighting. Right. I'm just talking shit. No, no, I'm saying I'm trying makes to paint sense. the picture for yeah, you. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So he, he lunges over to her, rapidly stabs her in the Holy chest several times. Fuck, he is she, so serious. Yeah, she bleeds out, um, dying a few seconds later still sitting so when the cops walked into the house they saw the coolers and the bags walked into the living room and terry sitting on the far end of the couch dead having been stabbed in the chest three days before three days Mm -hmm. so this happened monday and they found her on wednesday or two days oh well now that she's out of the picture he had to went and started to run shit with michelle well yeah so after he killed terry uh charlie Went to went down the hall to Michelle's room. Uh, Michelle was in bed asleep. For sure. Charlie burst in. She sat up, you know, of course, because he... Startled as hell. He stabbed her once in the chest. Holy shit! And... What? Was like, able he's obsessed to, with this girl. He doesn't even... I mean, like, I'm not wishing her, like... No, a, a bunch torture. of bad things and torture and shit, but I'm like, he... You, you just want to kill her? Holy shit. I'm not sure if that was his intention, but that's what it went. That's what happened. Okay. Yeah. Um, we should pause this for a second because the battery is about to die. Oh, fuck. Do we have other batteries? Yeah, yeah, we have some. Okay, we have other batteries. I guess this will really just be a blip for you, but uh, we'll be back in a blip. Oh, we back. We back. We back. back. Okay, uh, just got stabbed. She just got stabbed. So she just got stabbed. Charlie runs down the hall and stabs Michelle in the chest. Uh He's able to kill her in one stab. One blow. One blow. Damn. Um, Charlie then removed her clothing. I couldn't get confirmation that he did anything. Weird. Yes. Yeah. I assumed. Probably so. Because he was obsessed with her. Yeah. Clearly. And he's a kook. Yeah. But I, I couldn't find anything that said it specifically. Um, so we'll yeah. just assume, yeah. I guess. Um, he then decapitated her. Holy. I, I can't say holy shit enough. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. 
he put her head beside her body. He then detached her left leg at the hip, positioning her in a specific pose like he wanted he knew what he wanted basically what Mm -hmm. he then removed her breasts cut her breasts off what what okay how how are you this weird out of nowhere did he show any signs they're all like oh our friends charlie and terry are over do you want to come over and say bye to them before they leave because normally we always have such a good time and this and that and we're normal and we're married and we cut the grass and we feed our fucking dog but what the fuck you're cutting titties off you're situating bodies with decap his head was his kappa was detated his kappa was detained. Her. Go ahead. Uh, I just like... No, no, we'll oh, get into it. My no, God. No, 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 no. Go ahead. When I read the story, Sorry. I had all of those questions Rant. as well. Run it. Go ahead. No, that's what you're supposed to get. Back to the story. Okay. So, after decapitating her, placing her head next to her body, moving her left leg by d- detaching it from hip, from the hip, and then removing her breasts... He then cut her heart from her body in an almost surgical method, taking times with the cuts. They said it was like a surgeon had done it. Oh, wow. That's that's your boy, right? With the perfect window, board cuts. Pretty much. He left the two bloodstained knives nearby, just laying on the bed. Went through Michelle's underwear drawer. They said when the police walked into her bedroom, her bras and panties were just everywhere. Panty raid. Mm Mm-hmm. Afterwards, um, oh, at some point, he put her clothes in the sink and tried to wash them. Uh, The shit she had on? Yes. Afterwards, uh, after all of this, Charlie changed his clothes, went to the garage, and hung himself. Thank God he changed his clothes first. Yeah. Yep. I wouldn't want him to hang himself in dirty, old, stinky clothes. No, not at all. So before we get into a little more about Mr. Charlie... I'm going to crack another beer. <sighs> Wowzers. Yes. So that's what happened in 2004 during Hurricane Ivan when Charlie and Terry went to stay at Michelle's. Psycho. I'm thinking that there is something else going on because why would he be so crazy? And when he finally gets her alone in the room, why would he not want to like have like some extreme cuddle with her and like, like you know, chewing on her hair and doing weird shit and like, like licking her, like the side of her head and stuff, you know, not you're obsessed with this girl and you just come in and just murder her right out of the gate. So I feel like he's already gotten some of that out grabbing and touching. And I feel like he's already gotten that out of the way. So I feel like there's some under underlying story here. So I see that you have plenty of paper left. So I would assume that I'm, at least pseudo right let's get it yes so charlie was born on february 23rd 1957 to herbert and elza brandt they lived in fort wayne indiana charlie was the only boy among three girls i mentioned them before but i'll go through them again angela was the oldest so it's angela then charlie then jessica and melina um melanie sorry melanie they were the youngest herbert and Elza, uh, were, they were German immigrants. They had originally moved to um, Texas when they came here 
came to America originally. They were mm-hmm. in Texas. And then they moved to Indiana when Charlie was 11 years old after Herbert was uh, transferred because of work. So the company he worked for transferred him from Texas to Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, or excuse me, from Connecticut to Indiana. They went from Texas to Connecticut to Indiana. Uh, no one in the family wanted to move from Connecticut to Indiana. They preferred living there. That's where Charlie was born. Most of their friends and family were. They had been there for, you know, over a decade. So when they moved to Indiana, they were pretty bummed. The whole family was, but they kind of just kind of made deal with it. Charlie was described as a quiet kid, well-liked, and most often described as a mama's boy. Okay. Yeah. So during the summer and some winter breaks, the family would stay in Florida where they had a vacation home. So they were decently well off. Yeah, they had some cake. Yeah. Uh, Especially for, you know, immigrants. Not saying that that's a weird thing, but you kind of maybe build a life. Yeah, having having a lot of kids. Um, So while on vacation in that home in Florida, Herbert and Charlie would hunt in the morning and the family would go to the beach in the afternoon. So it was kind of a, always a thing that they would go hunting in the mornings. The boys would, or the men would, and then the whole family would go to the beach in the afternoons. Bitching. Mm-hmm. When Charlie was 12, he got a dog for a Christmas present and became attached very quickly, but never properly trained the dog. So it would kind of shit everywhere. And it didn't listen to anyone. Sweet. The perfect kind of dog. Just <laughs> yeah. shits places and doesn't, doesn't listen, listen to anyone. shit. So anytime Herbert would call for him, the dog would just kind of be like, hmm? Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going <laughs> to shit in your corner instead. Yeah. So a year later, uh, the following Christmas, when Charlie and Herbert went on vacation, when they went on vacation, they went on their hunting trip, they took the dog with them. Herbert was hoping, like, maybe we can train this thing. I don't know. On a hunting trip? Yeah, I don't know. This is how you don't shit on the floor <laughs> at a hunting trip. Yeah. Of course, the dog was terrible. For sure. Uh, he became scared because of the gunfire, you know. No. Um, so, eventually, the animal ran behind a bush and wouldn't come out. Herbert became impatient, shooting into the bushes. What? And actually killed the dog by accident he says okay so some of we're we're getting where some of charlie's issues fucking wackiness is coming from yeah it's in the jeans and he's wearing wearing jeans jeans. yeah uh yeah 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 herbert claimed that he he only meant to scare the dog but charlie who was 13 and attached to this you know animal Uh, horrified yeah went into shock and obviously felt pretty shitty so no doubt so they the family arrived back in fort wayne from that vacation on the evening of january 3rd 1971 so again charlie is excuse me charlie is 13 the family is back from florida right after his dad right after christmas he's only had this dog for a year and then his dad shoots his dog and kills him beautiful yeah during Christmas break. Awesome. Yep. Christmas present. So I s- some mixed reports about certain things here. So I'm just going to tell you what I read and then the mixed reports. But uh, just after midnight, I also read at about 9 p.m. I think 9 p.m. makes more sense. But whatever. So either midnight or 9 p.m. So I'm going to say <laughs> okay, 9 at p.m. Night. to midnight. This happened at night. Yeah. Herbert was in the bathroom. He was shaving. He was getting ready, you know, for work the next day. He was just 
pre-doing certain things because they just got home from vacation. Elsie, um, who was five months pregnant, I also read that she was eight months pregnant. I couldn't get a confirmation on that. So. Also doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. So again, five to eight months pregnant. She was in the bathtub in the same bathroom. She was soaking, you know. They came home from vacation. She's pregnant, just hanging out. Angela, the oldest daughter, was 15. She was awake, hanging out in her bedroom, doing what 15-year-olds do. You know, who knows? Uh, Jessica and uh, Melanie, they were in bed asleep. They were under the ages of three, so... Um, I think Melanie was like a, a baby and Jessica was like three ish. So they were definitely young in bed asleep. Yeah. Not really understanding of what was going on. Charlie uh, was at the kitchen table working on some homework, something along those lines. He was writing in a journal, something. Um, he got up, walked into the bathroom where his parents were. I guess they just left the door open. This is a little weird to me. And both of his parents are in the bathroom at the same time? Yeah, his dad's shaving at the sink. His mom's in the bathtub. That's not that oh, weird. Oh, oh, that's right. Okay. But Got what's you. weird to me is that the door would be open. But, you know, eh. that's just because I grew up in a house that we didn't do that. What if? Yeah, exactly. Um, Charlie had stolen a 9 millimeter handgun from his father earlier that day. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. So he without uttering a word shows up in the doorway of the bathroom herbert sees him sees the gun yells charlie don't charlie shoots herbert uh, who's standing at the sink oh right and then his mother elza yells angela call the police because she just saw her husband be shot so she yells to her older daughter charlie turns to his mother and empties the clip into her. Hold on. I thought... Hold on. I thought they were alive. No, you heard Herbert's name earlier. He's alive. He emptied his clip into his mother. She's not alive. And oh. her baby is not alive. Oh. I gotta come up with another word for what I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> How old is he? 13. Oh. His dad shot his dog. And they come home that the next day. And he walks into the bathroom, shoots his dad, and then turns the gun on his mom like, and finishes hmm. it. What does he like as much as I liked my dog? Probably mom. I'm going to get her ass. And remember, Charlie's described as a mama's boy. Yeah, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So this is wackadoodle. Uh huh. <laughs> My God, this story. Go yeah. ahead. So Angela, the oldest sister, the oldest child, obviously hearing the shots in the yelling and hearing her mother say, "Please go, like call the cops." She runs towards the bathroom and runs directly into Charlie. Charlie points the gun at her, but he's out of. Tries bullets. to shoot her, forgets he's out of bullets, so he turns the gun around and tries to hit her pistol whipper yeah she physically like overpowers him is able to fight him a little bit and kind of she's like she like they fight how old is she she's 
she is 15. He's 13. Oh, she's older. Okay. Yeah, she's the oldest. So she's over. They're fighting. He's trying to pistol whip her. She grabs him. She's able to kind of hug him. And like, she's like, she's like, Charlie, calm down, calm down, calm down. I love you. I forgive you. Like, let's just chill out. She's just trying to do anything she can to like bring him down and get him to stop attacking her. You can't see this. My face is just shock face. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is nuts. Yeah. Uh, she finally gets Charlie to look at her in the eye. And she said that when she saw, when she looked at him, dead eyes, she said, I saw the madness, the glazed over look. And when I told him I loved him over and over again, I saw it disappear. But she said she saw that madness. She saw it there. Some Michael Myers shit. Mm -hmm. Charlie calmed down a few moments later. Angela, knowing that this is her only chance to get out of the house. Is like, I love you. I forgive you. He starts to calm down. He's like, okay. She takes off running. Yeah. Yeah. So she runs out of the house. It's January 3rd, so it's snowing. She runs out of the house into the snowy night in a bloody torn nightgown and just hauls ass to a neighbor's house. The neighbor's house just happens to be her good friend, Sandy. So she starts banging on the front door, yelling for Sandy, screaming like, I yeah. need your help. Yeah. Sandy, like, just said that she took a few minutes to get down there. I'm assuming she was asleep. She oh. had to put a robe on, you know. Give me a few minutes. Yeah. Wait, are you about to die? So, yeah. So, by the time Sandy finally got downstairs into the front door, uh, uh, Angela had already moved on to another house. Oh, shit. Yeah. She was like, just, I got she, no she, well, she, time for this shit. She, yeah. She definitely thought Charlie was just after her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, was he? Is he? Uh, or no. do we not know? Okay. No, go he ahead. stayed in the house. Well, go ahead. He didn't chase her. So Sandy finally gets down downstairs and realizes that the noise at her door. She she still hears Angela banging, but she realizes it's not at her front door anymore. Damn. She's at the neighbor's banging door. the shit out of that door, pretty much. But she hears a softer, quieter knock at her front door, so she still opens it, Ugh. and it's Charlie. Ugh. And he says, "Sandy, I just shot my mom and dad." That's it. So Sandy and, calls the cops. And just stands there? Yeah. Yeah. So uh. Sandy calls the cops. Herbert's rushed to the hospital where he survives the shooting, but obviously Elsa dies is along with the baby. dead as shit. Yeah. yeah. When questioned at the hospital as to why this could have happened, Herbert just kept repeating, I don't know why my son did this. I have no idea why my son did this. You know why, bitch. But he confirmed, obviously, that Charlie Shot his dog. Mm -hmm. He don't play that shit. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the Indiana um, Indiana po police did not know what to make of the killings because it, it is kind of weird. You're a mama's boy. Um, Why would you finish the clip in your mom when your dad's the one that shot your dog? Also, they didn't tell anyone about the dog shooting. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, the courts ordered um, that Charlie should undergo three separate psych uh, psychology uh, evaluations. So, just to kind of see, like, where he is mentally. Have three different uh, psychiatrists look him over. Good. Great. Yeah. 13. Mm -hmm. They performed the evaluations, three different psychiatrist 
And they said that Charlie was a bit of mystery because they're looking for a mental illness, but he didn't show any signs or symptoms of anything. No. The only symptom he had was pissed off that you shot his dog in a bush. They talked with Charlie about his friend's family interests, history, trying to uncover some online problem. But Charlie did well in school, wasn't any trouble, and loved all of his family and friends. You cracked him. Yeah. So according to the Indiana courts, in this case... Charlie was too young to be criminally responsible for his crime, though Indiana has prosecuted others for this at the same age for crimes very like shooting, similar. like shooting. Yeah, killing. and there's no law that specifically says that 13 is too, too young. young. So I don't know why they decided it in this case, but they did. Could have just been the judge's decision. It's all up to just another human, yeah. which is the craziest. Part about it like um let me see how i'm feeling today I, actually i woke up in on the right side of the bed so you're in luck yep so charlie was um never charged for his mother's murder no trial happened the only thing that took place was that the grand jury investigated this situation issued charlie a warning and sent him to a psychiatric hospital where he stayed for over a year until Herbert was able to get him released. Nothing better than a slap on the wrist for blasting your mom to death. Yep. So a year after he killed his mother, the family moved from Indiana to Florida to the vacation home. So his dad was like, well, I'm getting the hell out of here. Let's go to our other house. So after a year in Florida, so by this point, Charlie is 15, uh, Herbert remarried. And he moved back to Indiana with, with the youngest two daughters, Jessica and uh, Melanie. Mm-hmm. Angela was 18 by this point, so she moved out of the vacation home, but still lived in Florida. So she just was like, I'm out. <laughs> See you guys later. This yeah. family's fucked. Hell yeah. Um, Herbert obviously had forgiven Charlie. He helped him get out. You know, was like trying to help him get back on his feet. Spent a year living with him. Angela was not so forgiving. She was like, I'm going to get out of here. And they had a pretty rocky relationship afterwards, even though they lived in a house for a year after, for a year, two years after he killed his mom. So Charlie was, uh, he also stayed in Florida. He stayed in the vacation home. Herbert had his parents come from Germany to Florida to stay with Charlie for his last year of school. So that Herbert could go back to Indiana with his new wife and kids. She was like, hey, mom and dad, will you take care of this fucking kid so I can dip? Can you move from Germany to the United States? Because, like, I just don't feel like it. Yeah. I mean, he did try to shoot me. Also, I don't want Or, no, excuse me. He did shoot me. Also, I don't want uh, me or my new wife dead. Yeah, pretty much. So. You guys dead would be great, though. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. Much better than me. It's not fine. So. Charlie stayed there for a year with his grandparents while he finished high school. He ended up graduating in 90, uh, 1974. He went to, on to earn a two-year degree from a local community college and begin a career as an electronic technician. So did pretty well for himself. Um, he seemed to have separated himself from the Charlie that killed his mother um, and became quite successful. All righty. By 1985, he was working at the Ford Aerospace and Communication Services near Daytona Beach. And that's where he met Terry. Her real name is Teresa Helfrich, but she went by Terry. 
Terry was born March 16th, 1958. She was actually born in Japan, though she is an American citizen. Her her parents were happened to be in Japan when she was born. She's one of five kids, um, and she was working in Daytona Beach as a retail store. Uh, excuse me, as a manager of a retail store. Mm-hmm. So when Charlie and Terry met, it was 1985. Terry was working as a retail manager just at some store. Um, Charlie was working for Ford Aerospace. So doing pretty well for himself, making money. Yeah, he's probably baking some bread. Yeah, he seemed to have moved on from his past. Um, didn't have a great relationship with his sister still. No. Kind of talked to his dad. But What's up, dad? How's that? How's that wound? How's that gunshot wound? Yeah, how you doing? Hi. It's all right. Um, Jessica and Melanie, by the way, the youngest daughters, were told that their mother was killed in a car accident. Oh. So this was a family secret. Ooh. The only people that knew that Charlie killed his mother were the father and the mother and the sister. Angela. Angela. Yeah. yeah. So the younger two girls didn't remember the incident whatsoever. Again, they were on the, under the age of three. Um, Some car shot her nine times. <laughs> Some car shot her nine times. Yeah. So at this point, Charlie has met Terry. It's 1985. Some good hair. You Your know. boy's being born. Your boy's good, being born. Good shit it's was a good year. That year. It was a good year good for you year that for, year. For Earth. <laughs> for the Earth. <laughs> for the Earth. <laughs> lots of lots of good things happening. Charlie had had a lot of girlfriends. Obviously. Yeah, you know. He's a stud. Seems like an awesome guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, but he felt Terry was special. And after a few months of dating, Charlie called his sister Angela. You know, the one he has yeah, a the one that he has a super with. good relationship with. And asked if he should tell Terry about how his mother died. Angela said, fuck yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go with the car shooting her thing. That's that's going to that's gonna go over much better. Well, Angela's point was like, if you don't tell her now and she finds out later, she's going to hate you. Most likely. If you tell her now and she still stays with you, then that's a true love. If you if you spew and she stays, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Sorry to derail shit with another Wayne's World reference. <laughs> I love it. Oh, um. So yeah. So he calls her and says, "Hey, should I tell Terry about how I killed my mom?" And Angela said, "Yes, please." Yeah, yeah. Hit her with that. She assumed that Charlie did because when. It was mentioned later. It wasn't really mentioned. She just said something. She, um, Angela asked Terry years later about them having children, and Terry made a comment about how she didn't really feel like it was a good idea. Yeah. So Angela assumed, but she never confirmed, and it was never outright said, that Terry knew about Charlie's past. So okay, so that's we don't know if air. Terry actually knew that Charlie killed his mom. They don't know that he knows that she knows that we know that yeah. they know. They don't know that we know that they know that we yeah. know. Yeah, got it. Yep. So again, Charlie and Terry obviously are a couple. On August 29th, nineteen eighty six, about a year after they they met each other, mm-hmm. they were married. Awesome. They moved into their home. On Big Pine Key. Oh, okay. The one we were talking about. Life seemed good. Charlie and early Terry. Early Piners. Yep, early Piners. Uh, Charlie and Terry traveled both in country and internationally. 
Uh, they were into fishing. They spent a lot of time out on their boat. Um, they even made each other lunches. Isn't that cute? Why? Because they... Not important, just dumb. Go yeah, ahead. you know. Um, they had lots of friends, and they were well-liked in the community. So it seemed like everything was good. So in 2004, when the police found the bodies of Terry, Michelle, and Charlie, they had no idea what the fuck was going on. Yeah. They seemed to have no reasoning behind the murder-suicide, the murders in suicide. They could only conclude that what happened was that Charlie did it because the house was locked and there was no signs of... Fourth century or anything. Yeah. So they were like, it seemed like that has to be what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when the police started investigating into Charlie's background. They began interviewing everyone, including Charlie's sister, Angela, and father, Herbert. Have you ever, and just, um, have you ever shot your mother to death? By chance. Have you ever done that at any time? Have you thought about Just a it? random question. I mean, we're not looking at anything specific. We just want to throw it out there and just, see. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe shot your father too. Just poking around. Just trying to see maybe what happened. I don't know. Coming up with some suggestions. So upon interviewing Angela... She provided the police with the horrific story of her mother's death, mm-hmm. um, which was the first time that any person in Terry's family. Oh, yeah. Shit has said that. anything. Yeah. No, no one, one knew this. Anything. No one do it. Again, the people who knew this were Charlie, Angela. And the dad. And Herbert. That's it. Herbert never told anyone, which a lot of people feel is crazy. Mm hmm. For sure. Uh, he didn't seem to think about it, but also a man in grief about his dead wife who was and pregnant. And on top of that, like the, th- the one and the person that killed her is like the one thing you probably love just a smidgen more than her because it's your own child. And he's so your only son. You're all fucked up. Yeah. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So after Angela tells them this, the police begin investigating uh, Charlie further. Is both the 1973 killing, the one of his mother, and the 2004 murders and suicide painted a pretty clear picture <laughs> that there was something going on with Charlie. So the investigators went back to the to the house, to Charlie and Terry's house on Big Pine, and they found the following items when they re-examined the house. Medical books and journals, an anatomy book, a newspaper clipping that showed a, a human heart in detail. Tons of Victoria Secrets, uh, Victoria's catalogs. Secrets t- catalogs. Yes, that's hard to say when you have to say it properly. <laughs> a poster which hung on the back door of the master bedroom. So when the door was shut, this poster showed. It was a detailed drawing of the female anatomy specifically skeleton and muscular systems so it was a woman's body so she like this so it had a bun. Terry, was terry seeing this like all the time yeah it was in the back of their fucking and door she was just like hey that's normal yeah yeah I like your people picture. well again no one ever she never said it to anyone so everyone's like why didn't she ever question this also Neither Charlie nor Terry were in the medical profession. That's what I mean. Like, you're not a doctor. Seems legit. Mm-hmm. So the doctor's office style poster and journals and medical books 
We're very out of place. What's that? Had a Norman Rock- Rockwell painting up in there somewhere yeah. too? Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> just for just like any good doctor's office. Yeah, you know. They also found on Charlie's computer that he had visited sites that featured death fantasies, necrophilia, and violence against women, and like extreme violence against women. Upon comparing the poster on the back of the door to the crime scenes of Michelle's body, the police made it really unsettling discovery. They realized that he had posed her body in the exact, like, virtual duplication... Of the poster? Of the poster. Wouldn't the poster just be, like, a normal body just kind of laying very normally? It was... Well, like remember he like, like he like dislocated her hip. Yeah, to but how move is it. the? Yeah, I get that, but what is this? I mean, this is really. Unimportant. I mean, the poster they didn't detail the poster, okay. but it was. Was it she was, in like the poster? Like it's in some fucking yoga pose or yeah, something? Yeah, pretty much. It was in some weird that makes no position. Sense. It was like some artsy po- poster thing. It was a yeah coffee shop yeah. Uh, poster of yeah like I don't female anatomy. Yeah. Okay, but cool. it had like. It had a woman's like, like her hair was in a bun and then like it was like her structure. Got it. But anyway, he had basically duplicated that with Michelle's body, but decapitated. I mean, why wouldn't you? I think any normal person that just murdered somebody would do that. Yeah. So once they started investigating Michelle's mutilations, they realized that there's no way that this isn't that this is Charlie's first time. It's too precise. It's too clean. Oh, shit. It's too surgical. And again, I can't stress it enough. He's not in the medical field. So they were like, I don't feel comfortable. Like he's had practice. Pretty much. So they started looking into the 26 cold case murders that they had had over the 30 years since Charlie moved into the area. Shut the fuck up. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Terry had kept diaries, so they used those to try to pinpoint specific time frames when things may have taken place. So when these deaths or he these was murders acting, took or place, he acted weird, or he was out, or like I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to a bowling tournament <laughs> for three days. Yeah, she wrote odd things like "weird day with Charlie" or "Charlie out all night, not sure what he was doing." But she never elaborated beyond that. She just kind of gave basic details. During the search, one case jumped out to an investigator. It was the murder of Darlene Toller. Toller. She was a prostitute. Pro- oh my god, a prostitute <laughs> who was killed in 1995 in Miami's uh, Little Havana section. Havana. 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 Um, Darlene's body had been found along a highway, which. Charlie frequented for work. It was his way like in and out of the keys. Oh, that highway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he just happened to drive past that place quite often. Got it. Uh, the body, Darlene's body, was found wrapped in a blanket, which was then wrapped in plastic, that which was then tied almost like a package. They said it was very precise. 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 <laughs> the hard ST. <laughs> not even a word (laughs) very precise very clean very odd Uh, yeah yeah Uh, they also said that um 
there had been dog hairs found on the blanket. I said five doll hairs. I said five doll hairs. Then give me the doll hairs. <laughs> and they said that Darlene had been killed and decapitated, having her heart removed. Oh, this sounds familiar. DNA testing for animal hair is difficulty and difficulty. Oh my goodness. It's okay. It's okay, late. We're near the end Let's of the it. story here. Let's get it. It's difficult and costly. So police decided not to run the evidence to match Charlie to the crime, but they pretty much matched him. I mean, they said it's like 99%. They said if they run that DNA to get the match, it's a hundred percent case that he killed Darlene. Well, I mean, all the other signs point to it. So I think if you're 99% sure on just one of these, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some of the evidence, then maybe some run with it. So out of 26 cases, cold cases, one they think matched. What? That one, Darlene. Just one? Or they're saying like they only checked into one and they're thinking. The well, first they checked one. into the first one and then they found a second one. Heart. Head, but they never found any heads. They never found any heads. (laughs) Get killed, man. (laughs) This one was much closer to Charlie and Terry's home. The body was found five blocks away. Oh, from their house? From their house. Okay. In 1989. So they think that he killed Darlene in 1995. This murder took place before that in 1989 uh-huh under a bridge off big pine key just right off of the water piner bridge piner bridge um local fishermen they were reeling in their catch for the day and they thought that there was a mannequin like that was stuck in it and when they got Whoa. it closer they realized that there was a body the body was 38 year old sherry Prashisho. A local woman? They said that she lived on a rowboat? Um, Yeah, I mean, most people do, so... (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so she lived in the Keys, like, right off of Big Pine, about 100 yards offshore on On, this rowboat. On a rowboat. On a rowboat. They said she rode a bike around all day. She would get on the rowboat, put the bike on the front of the rowboat, and then drift off about 100 yards offshore. Into the sunset. And then sleep on the boat. With her bike. Yeah. Sherry had been attacked, decapitated. Heart. And the heart was removed. Boom. A man, matching Charlie's description, was sketched running across the highway near the scene, but no one was ever arrested for the murder. What? Upon hearing this story... Charlie's friend, Jim, who had dated his sister, Angela, Uh years before, but had stayed friends with Charlie. Got it. Remembered that Terry had said that the night that happened, Charlie had arrived home wet and covered in blood. What? What? So there's no confirmation that Charlie killed these women, but it seems like Charlie was a serial killer. But there's no confirmation. There's no confirmation because he's dead, so you can't oh, ever I, I, ask for, him. For, uh, for a split second, I forgot that he hung and himself. And again, they could run the DNA on the dog hair and get a match because Charlie had a dog. Oh my goodness. So you... I think Charlie you was a serial think killer. Charlie was absolutely a serial killer. I mean, Out is there any cases? doubt? Is anyone? Do you guys have any freaking doubt? Okay, 
dead head heart what are we doing here same shit he definitely did that what about all the other cold cases well what about all the other cold cases are and they if dead he head killed heart? his mother in 73 was in a in a uh, an institute until 75 or 74 and then has been out from 74 to 2004 how many other people did he kill holy shit that and is crazy why? i mean we don't know why he killed his mother we don't know why he killed michelle and terry other than it seemed like they were fighting about the fact that they were leaving but it's not a crime of passion he has like a tick well yeah it seems like, I mean, Charlie seems to be the perfect serial killer. Yeah. Not the perfect serial killer, but he's a serial killer. I mean. I think we have a serial killer He didn't get hands. caught, right? He didn't get caught. He killed himself. Seems pretty perfect. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They say Ish. that if you're, if you're a good enough serial killer, there's only two ways you ever know that you did it. You either die and they are able to connect it later, or you turn yourself in. Uh. So... I uh, I started this story when I read about it, and I was like, holy shit, why did he kill himself? Why did he kill these women? And yeah, then the way I you... started looking further into it, and that's when you hear Angela's story. And it's like, hold on, hold on. That was so on. nuts. That was so nuts. The way you told it was great, too. Like, Because earlier you were like, I'm not sure how to start it. Or yeah, like, I really I'm struggled. thinking about this. I'm thinking about that. Dude, the way you did it, like, yeah, I, I like the way you did. I think Good. everybody else will too. I hope so because I was I that thought was about starting it from no you you childhood. gave you gave the right information at the right time. I, I like I like that you hit us and then you went backwards and you're like oh yeah oh he shot the shit out of his mother so he is crazy because like cutting the titties off I was like mm, pump yeah, the brakes that's, that's a big thing there's and I mean, something going on here that's like this. is dude is loopy you, you don't just like casually do that like I, i'm murdering somebody this first time out of passion but i'm also going to mutilate them like very specifically and yeah. do this and do that like yeah. no you you've done this before definitely and and i i mean out of 26 murders matching two of them that's that's good odds anyway but holy hell man that I was mean, nuts yeah that was a crazy one yeah it's a good one fuck yeah it was a good one they're all good ones well whatever i, I but damn yeah very good yeah so that's the tale of the what did i say dirty family secret yeah i think that's what it was yeah 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 good stuff yeah nice high five okay well it's starting to get hot in here i'm gonna turn the ac back <laughs> on <laughs> let's wrap this shit okay and i'm gonna go get a beer i could have had one like a while back but i didn't oh, want to do the um shared mine uh, it's okay. I did. I told him I was gonna stop interrupting oh, to go get a beer. So I was like, yeah, "Well, we could have got one during no the worries. battery break." I didn't need one. Um, the battery ba break sounds like a uh, sex toy it's joke. Eric. Eric. Um. <laughs> all righty. Right. up. Good one. See you guys. <laughs> Bye. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Just bluntly ending that. <laughs> well, uh, we could say something else. Um. Oh, hit him with a joke. Uh, Thanks for the review for the one person that said that we were entertaining. Hey, good looks there. Yay. Guy or girl. Appreciate Who, that. Whoever you are. Um, You got a joke? You got a dad joke for us? Or, um, no, I'm going to hit him with the DJ joke. Oh, uh, good. And Josh, I know you're going to be listening to this, and that, that's your joke, homie. Good looks. Or that's where I heard it. I don't know if you made it up, but I heard it from you first. Uh, what did the DJ name his son? I have no idea. Eric. <laughs>
So fucking good. You can use that. Thank Josh. Uh, all right. You don't know who Josh is. But. It doesn't matter. Okay. Just thank Josh. Okay. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>